Hey guys, welcome to Ruin Hammer Season 2, Episode 1. Uh, just waiting for my mate to join me on screen. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us. It's great to be back. Hey mates! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome uh, to 2021, everyone. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm fantastic. What about yourself? How's how's everything? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, good. Had a, a good Chrissy break. Um, and uh, it was great to catch up with you last weekend. That's for sure, buddy. How good was that? Yeah, finally, after uh, after what we, well, we were supposed to catch up over Christmas, weren't we? Unfortunately. Yeah, we mate. Yeah I, yeah, I had I had plans to get up north at Christmas and um, COVID stuffed us again uh i got as far as tweed uh but that's as far as i could get so um we could have we could have waved at each other across the border or something couldn't we we could have yeah yeah we could have um but no it was great it was great to see uh for those that don't realize um robin my existence as ruin hammer has only ever been online we'd, we'd never actually met face to face um we we met each other through a group called warrior nation run by richie morgan yeah, um, both been members of that for a little while and then um from that we we forged a bit of a friendship uh had a common obviously a common uh passion in the warriors um and we did we used to speak to each other via facetime every week just chatting about warriors and thought well, yeah. well let's see if we can do this live and from that spawned ruin hammer uh so it was really good <laughs> Yeah, it's been a real product of COVID, hasn't it? I it mean, has, mate. Yeah, it really has. Like been. The, the relationship has purely been online and via phone and everything, and yep. just the circumstances being as they are, prevented us from actually meeting in person. But now we have done that. Yes. And um, yeah, we'll be doing it again in a few weeks. Yeah, mate. Round one. Yeah, round uh, one. Yep, we'll have a, a few people joining us for on round one as well. Um, yeah, we're really looking forward to that. So. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm trying to get myself familiar with I'm, I'm running two screens now uh, <laughs> so, so I, I'm trying to get Facebook up on the other screen so I can actually see the comments from um, from everyone the uh, technical wizards that we are who, who'd have thought oh, that we would get stumped by something like this <laughs> exactly right I think I've got it now I don't know something's happened over here uh, there it is now I've got sound happening <laughs> Get the old so, mute. I, I'm trying to get Facebook up on the other screen so I can actually see the comments from. Uh, I'm going to turn that off, mate. That's um. That's <laughs> <not me. laughs> um. Yeah. So um, tonight we're back for season two, obviously. Uh, first episode for season two. So we got renewed. Uh, yeah, we're going to get everyone to to strap in for you know about thirty weeks of our mugly, uh, ugly mugs on on screen every Wednesday <laughs> evening. Um, uh, tonight we're going to be joined by Cameron George. Uh, yeah, he'll be on. He'll uh, as be on soon as very he, shortly. yeah, yeah. As soon as he logs in, we're just going to add him straight to the feed. Uh, but in the meantime, um, we'd let's chat just briefly about the All Stars game on Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday um, night. What, what were your initial thoughts on that one? Uh, I thought. I mean, the, the, obviously, the weather didn't help. Um, the conditions were pretty abysmal up there in um, North Queensland. I thought the the uh, being uh, Maldi myself, I was I was quite impressed with the the Maldi women's side. Um, I think it was a twenty four nil win. Uh, yeah. And then in the in the men's a ten all draw. Uh, 
not taking anything away from the Indigenous boys, but there was about um, there was the six Melbourne boys and and a couple of Warriors boys that weren't able to play in that game. So that's, it. that's right. Every, you sort of forget that, eh? Um, yeah. So, so take yeah. that into consideration. It was a bloody good effort, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely, mate. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, it's always a little bit messy. Um, that game, first game of the year, guys. You know, running a few cobwebs out. Um, for the Warriors, I think it was great to, to see uh, Jermaine and Josh uh, Curran both get um, some decent game time. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that, that's that's especially good for those guys. Yeah, especially for jo- for someone like Josh Curran. Yeah, yeah. no struggle for minutes this year. Yep. Um, yeah, he, he pulled off a great try saver in that game. Uh, winded himself. Uh, he might have <laughs> got hit in the Jets' crackers. Um, but uh, <laughs> it was um, it was a good stop. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was an, an interesting game. I I thought um, I was a bit surprised that Joey Manu seemed to have lost a, a little bit of pace, or, or was yeah, he, he just took, toying with the opposition? Or I don't know. He took that intercept, and he did set looked like he was running on a treadmill towards the end there. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. As I think we said before, he's he's maybe put on a bit of size. So he's yeah. Cam George has just commented saying, "I'm waiting for you to let me in, gents." Ah. Can you see he's, as he? I'm getting, oh. the, I'm getting the feed coming up. Hello to um, the super coach Todd Payton, who's who's watching us from up there in North Queensland. Hey, Toddy, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Uh, the final tackle podcast. Who uh, have tuned in to have a look? Uh, Mark Roberts. You reckon Tohu will accept the extension? Uh, I hope so. Uh, yeah, certainly hope so. Um, do you want to send Cam? Have you sent? I sent Cam the. The login today. Yeah, I, do, you re- I, do you want to resend it to him? Okay, I haven't. Um, sorry, Cam. Sorry about that, Cam. Um, hey, Stevie Williams, how are you, brother? Jamie White, good mate of mine from school. Stu Finn, back from Adelaide, bro. I will send it to you. Yep. Apologies for this. Yeah, the final the final tackle podcast is saying open the participants section on Zoom. He may be in that section waiting. Yeah, no, it's he's not there. He's not there, no. No. No, it's only showing two participants. Hey, Jeffrey Slater. How are you, brother? Yes, I'm looking forward to footy season and Magic Round. I do have my tickets for Magic Round. Um, Three-day pass. I'll be up there. Uh, Day one and day two, sitting in the general public. Day three, I'll be in the Warriors Supporters Bay, proudly cheering. Thanks, Brad. Caught your show tonight earlier, mate, too. Um, it's good that we're all getting back online now. What okay, I have sent I have sent that to you again. So hopefully we can get that through to Cam. I hope that was the correct details. Where did you send it to, mate? My messenger. Your messenger, yeah. Cam, I'm going to send it to your messenger, mate. Um, more copy. 
How amateurish are we? <laughs> Making the um, the CEO of the greatest club in the world wait for us. That is, yeah. yes. <laughs> not great. No, no, not great. But, you know, first, first show uh, technical difficulties, you know. Um, We're just dusting out the cobwebs. Good to get it out of the way in the first show, right? Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so I've sent that to Cam via Messenger. He has seen it. Hopefully, get rid of the gremlins there. And we will have him here very soon. We'll be talking all things Warriors before we that know is, it. That is the plan because, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah. Sorry about this, peeps. Divas, pure divas. Thanks, Final Tackle Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Think the boot in. Yeah. Jay Harris, how are you, brother? Hey, Jay. Uh, glad to have you on board as well, bro. Um, Looking forward to catching up round one with Jay. Yes, mate. Yeah, we've got Jay. Yeah. Um, we've got Jay and uh, who else? Warren Rafferty coming coming to the game with us round one. Uh, Going to experience the, uh, the Ruin Hammer game day experience, which unfortunately, guys, is probably not that exciting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're, yeah, yeah, we've got a few different things happening this year. We might be doing a few like live recordings, uh, a bit of bit of vlogging going on, day in the life of the supporter. Yeah, uh, going to do some interviews that'll go straight yeah, to right. YouTube. And the man well. himself is in the building. There he is, is he? I'm just bringing Good. him in now. Apologies, everyone, for that. Hey, Cam. How are you, mate? Sorry oh, about that, bro. Sorry, mate. <laughs> oh, amateurs. Amateurs, yeah, mate. Mate, that meeting ID was completely different to the one you sent me today. Was it really? Yeah. It's all good. Oh, sorry about that. that. All good. I was sitting there having a beer. I was all right. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Um, we are very yeah, thankful for you. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, thanks for yeah, joining us again on Ruin Hammer. We really appreciate your time. We, we know you're a busy, busy man. We know you've got a lot happening. No, nothing. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. A bit like Tony Payton sitting up there in the sunshine on the north. Oh, place. yeah. yeah. I hear he's online, but anyway, Toddy. Yeah, Toddy's online. I don't think it's much sunshine up there at the moment, mate. I think it's pissing down rain, isn't it? Uh, well, when he's got a haircut like he has, he doesn't want sunshine. <laughs> uh, we love you. We love you, Toddy. We love you, mate. Um, yeah, so so look, we'll, we'll, we'll get straight into it. So it's been a unique preseason for the Warriors, starting in December with with camps in both New Zealand and in Australia. So how was that? Uh, challenging, uh, but it is what it is, and was what it was, and um, we've moved on from that now. But you know, the di the difficult part was we had so many new players, new staff members joining the club, and uh, the reality was uh, from November through to January. Um, I hadn't met half of them apart from yep. Zoom calls. Uh, but most importantly, from a uh, playing group's perspective, none of the guys had got the chance to meet their teammates until we got to Tamworth on the 4th of Jan. So um, it, is, it is what it is. It sort of created a bit of a competition who was going to be the fitter, uh, was it going to be the New Zealand based group, or was it going to be the, the Australian based group, which is quite good. And uh, when we got to Tamworth, 
but you would never have felt that they were separated as a club. Um, they all gelled really well together, got on extremely well and um, still do to this day. So uh, it is what it is and we're very happy where we got to. Yeah, the, the uncertainty of COVID um, had the team uh, had, had to relocate for the second time in less than 12 months to Australia. What's the feeling like uh, within the group this time around? Because it, it's a little bit different this time around, isn't it? It's something that was planned for. Yeah, look, very different. Last year, um, you know, it was on the hop. The world didn't know what was going on. So there's a lot of panic. There's a lot of unknown. There's a lot of concern and, and so on and so on. But the um, reality is with this year, I started planning um, with the NRL about 2021 um, in August last year. So I wanted to get a long way ahead of the curve. And um, to do so, I wanted to make sure we'd locked in the, the right um, scenarios in the event that we had to go. So um, for us, it was important that we made a call very early, which we did in, uh, I think, the end of November, we made the call to go in January. Um, despite some of the pushback from certain parties um, outside the club, uh, thinking that we're, you know, the, the bubble's coming, and I, uh, you know, reminded them in a nice way that they've been saying that since May of last year. So for us, our club, it was important that our families, our players, our sponsors, our members, and fans all knew what we we're doing and where we we're going and how we we're going to do it. So. Um, you know, when our club didn't even train together pre-Christmas, you know, it all became very real once again. But mate, we're fine with it now. We know what we're doing and we've planned it. and Everyone's okay. The families are here and we're, we're pretty happy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we've absolutely loved the Candid on the road with the Vodafone Warriors videos. Like They have been absolutely fantastic for us fans. We've really enjoyed it. Um, the level of insight has been, has been awesome and gives us an idea of the inner inner workings of the club. Was that was that your intention with the videos, uh, or is that just something that happened? Um, yeah, look, I I got the Tamworth, and, and after a few days, I thought to myself, "There's some really good shit here." You know, there's some really good insights, and yeah. and, and the big thing for me uh, as a club was to make sure we kept connecting to the, you know, to our fan base back in New Zealand and uh, all of our fans in in Australia and and, and so on. So. I uh, went off down the road with my owner, Mark Robinson, our owner, I should say, and um, I bought a GoPro, never used one before in my life, got a crash course lesson on it, and that's as raw as it's been. Um, I never for one second expected to get the level it's got to in terms of people following and so on and so on, um, but I think it really gives a, a genuine insight into what the club goes through. Uh, without any of the makeup around it, it's it's very raw, um, and I actually start to I, I actually enjoy it. I, I see some really good content there now that I want to grab, and um, you know it's just all for our fans, and and that's what it is. The players are enjoying it. Even a couple of them are asking me when am I going to be interviewed and so yeah. on. So um, <laughs> you know you can watch Fox, you can watch Channel Channel Nine, you can watch our website and get all the the printed up material. Well, you could sit there and um, thankfully I get a sort of access all pass. So um, yeah. I can sort of go anywhere and uh, not many people tell me to piss off. So I get to get a little bit extra content that maybe some others wouldn't get. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a real first. For, um, I, I don't think there's any other sport in the world where the CEO 
has a camera and goes behind the scenes and, and gives such intimate uh, interviews and, and access to to the fans back home. We love it. We I think it's absolutely amazing. I I yeah. enjoyed I enjoyed your chat with Gus Gould. Um, how valuable has it been having someone of his caliber and standing in the game around at training on a regular basis? Mate, outstanding. Um, you know, first and foremost, Brownie is our coach. You know, he's, you know, the knowledge he brings to the coaching aspect of our club is, you know, it's, it's really refreshing. It's, it's outstanding. It's, um, you know, he's got, he's got so much knowledge. It's not funny. Yeah. And then, to marry that up with someone like Gus just floating around in the background for the club is just, you know, it's, it's mind blowing. You know, I sit there and, um, you know, I just pick Gus's brains when he's around just about experiences that he's had over five decades in the game as a player, as a coach, as an administrator, and as just a com and, and a media personality. Um, what he doesn't know is probably not worth knowing in a lot of respect. Um, and what he does know is, is bloody worth knowing in order to learn from it. So yeah. I'm, I'm a fan, you know, I'm like you guys, you know, we're, we're fans and, and that's all I am. I'm a massive fan of our club and all I want to do is win, 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 win. But sometimes you just need that person to lean on just to sort of put you back on track and give you the right advice. And he's, um, he's been nothing but sensational. He travels up all the time here to the Central Coast off his own accord, he's coming up to Bismore, you know, off his own bat on the weekend. They're not requirements for him as a club in his role, but that's what he does. He just, he loves it. And, you know, I can't wait to get him back to New Zealand to mix with our fans and get the, you know, the junior pathway stuff happening, which is yeah. critical to our future and which is something he's extremely passionate about. And he's doing it, you know, from, from afar. Yeah, well, speaking he's of a handy player in his day too. Oh, sorry. Really? No, I was, uh, yeah, I was, yeah. Oh, absolutely. What? You're not, you're not old enough to have seen him play, Cam? I, I, was, I was around the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> 70s, just, mate. It was the late 70s. And, uh, yeah, he was a handy player. I only just remember him playing. <laughs> yes, yeah, so speaking of the Central Coast, so has the move to Terrible been seamless transition for the squad, you know, with many of the boys back in the familiar surroundings there? I wouldn't say it's been seamless, but it's been um, easier this year. Um, you know, our, our training facility at Tugra, um, if you were to see it um, through some of that stuff that I've taken, it is dead set a, a, a council public training facility that we're fenced off and we've built, you know, our, our gym on the sidelines with, you know, marquee, we've got portable uh, offices and showers and all that sort of thing. So, um, that's all fantastic. It's all set up. There's no excuses, no reason why we can't complain. Um, and then where we're living is outstanding. You know, the families are here, the players are happy, and all in all, I think it's been a lot easier this year because it's been planned. We've got centralised training facilities that they don't have to travel from gym to training grounds. Yep. And when we come home, uh, everyone you know heads off into their own little space and um, you know, everyone meets up down the pools and stuff like that, and it's great for the families and so on. So it's been a lot easier this year. Is there um, is there restrictions on what they can and can't do, or where they can and can't go in regards no. to being out and about in the public? 
No, no, everything's normal. Good. Uh, thankfully, and touch wood, that remains the case for the NRL in general, to be fair. Um, but no, everything's normal. Um, we just got to be conscious of our well-being, and, and obviously, you, you just—I think we're all like that now. And um, so the players can, staff can go and do everything normally, which is really good. Yeah, you, you touched on um, Nathan Brown just uh, earlier, um, and I enjoyed the the recent video you shared of of him addressing the squad and announcing the uh, leadership group for 2021. Um, and then his address to the leadership group was pretty insightful as well. And I think it's given many fans confidence that he's the right man to drive this ship and take over where uh, Toddy Payton left off. Um, how has he fitted into the Warriors environment? Pretty, pretty good. Like really. Yeah. He, let's start the start. He is the right man. He, um, he brings a significant amount of attributes to our club um, that takes years of experience of getting, um, you know, you, you don't just, you know, coach in the NRL at late 20s and then, you know, fail to a point and then go overseas and earn your stripes and win championships and come back and rebuild a club. And, yep. you know, I don't care what anyone says. You know, he started at rock bottom at Newcastle and rebuilt them and got them to where they are now. And they're a very competitive club. And Absolutely. You know, they, yep. They're in the firing line for all all finals games each year, aren't they? So that doesn't happen without someone doing it. And he did that. And we seized the opportunity to get him when he became available. And he's uh, just the way he goes about business. I like was just here at dinner with him tonight. And um, he's just a, a, a terrific person. Um, he understands footy like you know, a rare couple of people do. Um, he understands recruitment. He, he spends a lot of time in coaching um, the individual. Uh, he's, I've never seen someone so addicted to doing video on training. Um, you, know, you know, I was having a crack at him about that tonight. You know, you, you've got to sort of back away from that a bit and freshen up your mind. He said, mate, you pay me to win. And he said, that's what gets us winning. I need to know what they're not doing properly and I need to coach them to do it better. And, and you know, that's a great example of what he's like. Um, but he's just a good fella and um, yeah. he's good around the group. The players are responding. I've had numerous discussions with individuals just to sort of sound them out about how, how they're finding the new regime. And surprisingly, um, you know, a lot of players that were very supportive of the pre previous regime and all that have completely, completely embraced what we have at the table now. So um, all in all, it all comes down to results, but, I'm really happy with the in the short term they've all been together, yep. the coaching and the the leadership is showing. Yeah, super encouraging to hear that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's talk about something I'm very passionate about right now: merchandise, jerseys. Yeah, okay, so obviously the new merchandise has been a massive hit with fans, um, and yeah, the, the the indigenous jersey that got released has been awesome as well. Uh, fantastic throwback to 2011 I think um, and I'll be doing an unboxing of that soon for all uh, Real and Hammer fans so check that out on YouTube and I'll do that one but um, one thing that's particularly caught everyone's eye is that fantastic white training jersey um, everyone's been a big fan of that one is there any way that we'll ever be able to purchase that one yeah you can always pay me for it <laughs> <laughs> yes done, <Sorry>. done. <laughs> 
I reckon I know there's about 25 floating around. Yeah. If I was here, I'd become yeah. very good mates with Laurie Hale, our kit man. He, he always seems to have a lot of friends towards the end of the year. Right. Um, Laurie. <laughs> yeah. So um, it is a really good – I like it too myself. So. Yeah. Um, I never know what we could do this year with some of our kit. Um, we might do something different at the end of the year, but I'm uh, really happy the way the, the you know the kit's going this year, both retail wise and just the um, you know the response from the fans everywhere. Uh, it's a little bit better than last year when we had the bush jumper come out, but uh, anyway. You know what though the red the red version of that I like I really like the red version of that that the boys wear at training. That's yeah, that's yeah. a good one, yeah. Yeah. So, well, we'll be in, uh, at round one. We're going to be in base seven, which will be directly behind the bench. We'll be front row. So, if, if any of those things happen to just fly off over the camps, disappeared. Yeah. He's hung up on us. There He's come is. back. There he is. Back, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll be front row, mate. So, if any of those shirts happen to just fly up over the, over the railing in the front row there, we'll be happy to take them for you. Yep. Yeah. I can't remember that. <laughs> um, I, I think the club should be commended on how you handled the whole RTS decision. Um, every every preseason for the past couple of years, the media has always dropped this story about RTS going to rugby and and what have you. Um, the club and Roger addressed it pretty quickly this year, um, and here we are. It's like three or four weeks later, and it's kind of old news. No one's really talking about it anymore, um, and it doesn't seem to have impacted the group uh, negatively. Was it something that was known in-house? Um, so when the story broke, it really wasn't a surprise? Yeah, look, I'll, I'll give you the inside scoop here if you want. Um, so the, real, the reality is that um, Roger's manager, Bruce Sharrick, who's a terrific operator, um, had approached me the back end of last year and I think everyone was tired. Everyone didn't know what the future held and all that sort of thing and and planted to see that, look, you know, we want to start exploring some you know, some options because Roger ain't that keen on travelling and he's also got a desire to represent, you know, um, New Zealand and rugby union and all that sort yep. of stuff. So, which wasn't a surprise. I've always heard it, as you said. Yep. Um, but the reality was I wanted to address it once and for all. So we gave him permission to explore a rugby option uh, and that was back in November and as a result of that, um, you know, they progressed through whatever exploration they wanted to with uh, whoever they wanted to. But it wasn't for rugby league. It was only for rugby union. And for me, on a personal note, Roger deserved that, um, you know, opportunity out of respect from our club. Um, yep. So they did that very respectfully. Uh, I certainly made it really clear to uh, Bruce and Rog that if rugby wanted to use it in, a, um, in the media... Um, I'll withdraw the permission. So it was pretty black and white. Bruce, as he always does, handled it very professionally. Um, kept me in kept me in line with what was happening. I knew over Christmas it was some interest and it was developing, developing. Um, we were sitting in Tamworth uh, the Saturday. I think we released it on the Saturday. Yeah. And I was sitting in Tamworth on the Thursday or something and uh, the media had contacted Brownie um, and uh, Brownie contacted me and him and I met in a dark room and he said, oh, I think the Roger thing's about to blow up. He said, someone's leaked it from, you know, the other side of the fence. 
So I blew my stack and um, I rang Roger straight away. I said, get down here and see me. Brownie, Roger was, you know, he wasn't happy himself, you know, because that's not how he operates. We all had a plan. We all understood what was going on. Uh, and that was like on the, th- I think it was on the Thursday. And, yeah, it was. Yep. Yeah. And so we organised a team to get together at 5.30 in the afternoon. I said to Roger, you need to address it as a team because it's coming out, mate. It'll be out tonight, you know, whatever time frame. And um, Roger stood up in front of the team, spoke to the team that, you know, there was some interest there and, yes, he is looking at it and so on. But no one begrudged him for it. No one blew up. No one did anything. Obviously hit the headlines and then the phones just started ringing left, right and centre. So I sat Roger and Brownie down the next day and we worked out a plan that the best, and Bruce, Sharrick, I said, the best thing we can do, mate, you want to go? Yep, want to go. So they can't just nip it in the bud, get it out of our system. And we had a bit of a theory that the reason why we wanted to do that is because we actually wanted to leave it all in Tamworth. Yeah, that sounds really strange. Yeah. But we actually wanted to leave Tamworth with all that stuff behind us. Yep. And um, so we arranged to have that media conference the next day and we notified you guys that um, that Roger was being released. Yeah. We didn't say where he was going to, we didn't care or anything like that. It was Roger's decision, Roger's call. But as a club, I wanted to nip it in the bud, take it off the table, get everyone over and done with it and allow Roger to get on with it as well. And and then yeah. a week or two later, it came out that he was playing for the Blues or whatever it was. It was a non-story. So I think rugby were pretty pissed yeah. off with us in the yeah. end. But it didn't worry me. Yeah, no, that all makes sense. No. Well, I, yeah. I was just going to say, it's it's kind of old news now. It's, um, you know, it's been said, you know, it's kind of, put behind us and we're all just looking forward to, you know, him playing the next 26 rounds and, and then oh, yeah. the semis and, and holding the trophy in, in October. That's it. And and the reality is, you know, Roger's one of those players. There's no question about his commitment to the club. There's no question about, um, you know, whether he wanted to leave early or anything like that. It was never in question with us. Yep. Um, the agreement we had in place, let's nip it in the, get it off the table, tell the players, tell the fans, leave it in Tamworth, we move on. And it's never actually, I'm, I take the piss out of him every time I walk past and he's, you know, talk about the gym and I say, oh, mate, the Blues don't have this and that. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not just now, but mate, you've only got to go down the training ground to see Rod's train and he's committing yeah. around the club. It's all Vodafone Warriors. It's nothing to do yep. with rugby. And he genuinely and his manager deserves a lot of credit for this. They agreed there and then that they would not do a press conference and they would not mention rugby. And Roger and Bruce have stuck to that word all this time. So full credit to them. Yeah, great. Well, after after the dust has settled on the actual decision, um, so how do you plan to replace him? Because the, the media seems to link us with dead set every single fullback that's off contract, you know. So um, is Peter O'Sullivan looking at someone outside the club or is there someone internally that's kind of being earmarked for that role? Oh, I think it's a bit of everything. I think what you do is keep your eyes wide open and, you know, you watch players within develop and see how fast they, they come along into the system. And, um, you know, it's put a spring in a step of a few of them, I'm sure. And then you also keep an eye on what's going on out and around the other 15 clubs and, and state leagues and, and all sorts of things. Um, 
you know, Rog is a high-profile player, um, but, you know, the reality is we're not going to be the first club that's lost a high-profile player. We won't be the last. Um, but what we'll be measured on is not rushing things, getting a plan right and, and finding the right person to come to our club. That, that's that's what we are. Like, I, I, you know, some people have been throwing all these names up the first five minutes. But Oh, yeah, I know. You know, we've all been around this game long enough to understand that, you know, it's not necessarily um, the best thing to do is go and sign the first person that's available. No. And there's and there's a couple of really good players available at the moment, but we will give everyone the chance. And um, let me tell you, Sully's like a, a kid in a candy store, you know. He's got a good bit of salary cap to spend and, um, you know, there's his phone's ringing hot and he's just taking his time and... One thing about Sully, he's very patient, but in, when he strikes, he, you know, this, he, he rarely misses. And there's a lot of speculation in the paper right now about different players who have offered millions of dollars to and so on. But we've never made a comment because we don't believe it's it's appropriate to do so until we have the deal done with someone. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Um, we're kind of my message to the fan, sorry, my message to the fans are simply this is don't panic. We're not. Um, you know, other clubs have been through this. Other clubs will go through this in the future. And um, Roger's here for 12 months. He'll get 300% as he always does, as will our whole squad. To come in and add value to our overall squad. And with the money, it might enable us to balance it up even better than what we've got. Yeah. Um, just a question uh, from one of the uh, fans, Malcolm. He says... Do the Warriors get first option at Roger if he wants to come back to rugby league? Yes. That, yep. So that was okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. There you go, Malcolm. We yeah. get first option. Sean Kerswell's written Cam Smith. Cough, cough. Nah. Cam Smith. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he could play fullback, couldn't he? Yeah, oh, he could. He can play anything. Yeah. <laughs> Probably could. Um, as you said, mate, none of us doubt Roger will give uh, anything less than his 110%. When he does leave at the end of the year, how will you remember him, his legacy at the club? Oh, absolutely professional. Um, genuinely a really, really good guy that um, believed in the club and, and, and so on. And, and I said this to someone the other day, um, you know, if we're talking dollars and cents here, we can sit down and negotiate with Roger. But when I saw his own personal desire from within his gut feeling that he wanted to go, play rugby that you know he's been living with that for many many years yep. and he tossed and turned about it three years ago we were fortunate enough to have him sign for another four years yep. um you can't negotiate that so what it does show me that it's not about the money it's not about anything he genuinely wanted to be here because he wanted to lead this club to a premiership and so on and he's taken the club from where it was to where it is now um which is in a much much better spot we're just now going to put the icing on the cake and he'll be forever remembered as someone that added a lot of value to our club. Um, yeah. But what, what we won't do is sit around and feel sorry about Rog leaving. We've got to move on. Like 15 other clubs will be wanting to beat us next week and if we want to beat them, um, we've got to sign a player to come in and take over from where Roger left off. Yeah. But he's a champion, champion guy. Champion yeah. guy. I think, I think from the fans' perspective... Um, and I know we don't want to talk about last year because last year was last year and this is a completely different season. But um, 
I think the fans will remember him for the sacrifices he made, the personal sacrifices he made last year to, to be over here without his family, to lead our club um, in probably the toughest season that uh, our club's been through in the NRL. So, um, yeah, we, um, I don't think anyone begrudges him chasing his dream. Uh, you know, we, we all have that right to chase our dream. And as fans, we just wish him, you know, the best of luck uh, beyond this year. But, of course, this year we're, we're glad that he's just focused on um, on the Warriors and our, our tilt at the title. Yeah, correct. And who knows, without the pressure. And that was another thing why getting it off our chest early and nipping in the bud was releasing the pressure valve of the decision that he wanted to make. Yep. We actually helped him make it in the end. We said, let's let's call it and let's release the pressure valve and let's let's have you play this year without anything hanging over your head, mate. Go and have some fun and enjoy yep. it. Yep. And, you know, I've seen him just relax a lot better and, and be, a, you know, a, a really good contributor, as he always has been, but probably on much better terms this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, great to know he's in a good headspace about that. Um, are you, uh, Cam, are you still hopeful of the trans-Tasman bubble? And are we still on track to play a home game round five? No, nah, look, I, I think... I, I think a month ago, it was when we be asked at the start of Feb. I was probably confident that things were progressing that way. But when Auckland went into a lockdown, I think last week or the week before, I've got no doubt now that we'll struggle. Um, I think common sense will tell you that. Um, so we're desperately wanting to come home. Um, we really want to get home and play at Mount Smart Stadium for the New Zealand people because. If we don't play at home this year, we haven't played in New Zealand, let alone Mount Smart, since August 2019. Yep. Two and a half seasons. Um, so it's a long time to be away from everyone. And, um, you know, whilst we have that desire and ambition, um, you know, the way things are trending, and I see tonight there's some more cases in New Zealand, which, you know, might might create some more issues. But I think we'll... we'll We'll definitely make a call in the next week or so before the start of the year. Yeah, so, I, was, I was seeing um, Carmen and, and Spencer Taplin were supposed to come over here from New Zealand to go to the Gold Coast and they got on the plane and then they were all shuffled off the plane and the flight was cancelled. So, yeah, there's, there's still some COVID stuff happening, um, which is very sad. If, if the Trans-Tasman bubble doesn't eventuate, what plans has the club got for its New Zealand-based members this season. I know when we spoke to you last year, you were talking about having uh, like big screen games and, uh, and games with the big screen and, and yeah. stuff at Mount Smart. Well, that is that something that will go ahead for those fans? Yeah, we're working through that now, the cost of it, the logistics of it and so on. Um, I know Sky Sport have done a deal with Event Cinemas in New Zealand to throw our games on the big screens in cinemas throughout New Zealand, which would be fantastic. But we will be doing stuff at Mount Smart Stadium um, you know, obviously once we finalise the cost and, and when we are or not coming back. So yeah. um, there's still a lot of balls in the air, but, you know, we, we, we don't forget our fans back home. Um, but the reality is you're dealt with by all the restrictions. Um, you know, it was only a week ago you could only have 100 people in public places and, and so on. So um, we'd love to have the big screen playing at Mount Smart Stadium and people having a beer and a picnic on the ground and all sorts of things. So um, we're, the, the team at home are working hard through that. and They've got a few options that 
should be enjoyable. Is it still a three month, um, like three month block thing that, that the club's going to go through? So originally yep. it was yeah here to April, and then so yeah okay. Yeah, so, so our next phase coincides with the end of the second school term, which is the end of June, um, yep. which is really critical for us with families here. Um, so we'll, we're working through that now, and you know we should have an announcement um, one way or the other before the first game. Okay. Yeah, great. How, how are the memberships breaking at this point in time? Uh, we're struggling, to be honest. But, and, and, you know, to be, and, and it's, I understand why. So you've got people in New Zealand that won't join to become a member because they're not sure whether you'll be back in New Zealand. And if we do come back, they'll obviously sign up then. And then we've got people over here that won't join to become a member for two reasons. In my mind is, one, we're not, they're not sure how long we'll be here for. And then two, um, you know, we're in a different marketplace over here that, uh, you know, aside from all, you know, Warrior Nation and all of our great fans that are absolutely embedded in our colours, um, you know, here on the Central Coast, there's a lot of people that have, you know, been following other teams for many years. So we've actually haven't hit the heights we wanted to, but that's, you know, hopefully once the footy starts, we'll, we'll get a lot more support and that'll change. Yeah. I just think there's a period of unknown where no one knows whether they, if it's worth their while to be a member in New Zealand or worth their while to be a member in Australia. And look, all I say is there's a $10 option out there that $5 of it goes back to Junior Rugby League in New Zealand yep. and in certain parts of Australia. Just, you know, spread the word, get that signed up and, um, you know, get you all the content and um, merchandise discounts and everything. It just doesn't get you tickets to the game. But uh, that won't matter if we're not here or over there. No, that's right. And get on board, everyone. Yeah. yeah, for all those watching, get get your memberships. We've we've got ours. It's uh, twenty five dollars for an Australian member. Um, you know, you get all the benefits, uh, cheap mer uh, like the cheaper merchandise. You get access to uh, tickets uh, before they go on sale to the general public. Um, Invitations, you know, fan only events. Yeah. Show some support for your team. Get it. Get get your memberships. Get out there and get them. Um, the cultural nights held by the club have been a fantastic way to bring the team closer together and celebrate all the diverse backgrounds that, you know, we have within our squad. It's something the women's team did very well last season to unite their squad in such a short time. Is this something that the club usually does in pre-season or is this something that's relatively new? No, it's pretty new, uh, to be honest. I think we realise once we sign so many new people to our club, how many different cultures or culture, you know, groups, cultures we had in our club. And the man that really, uh, Dan Floyd, our footy manager, um, and Ellie Katoa, they're the ones that really brought it to life. Um, yep. Dan came up with the idea and Ellie grabbed hold of the, he wanted Tonga to be the first one. And it was either going to make or break the, you know, the, the standard of it. And Tonga, uh, the boys just went to you know, another level. And then everyone started getting very competitive about what they were going to do. And, um, you know, Tonga, I, I thought no one will beat that. And then next minute, you know, Samoa did their thing. And then, uh, um, you know, Fiji went and found 20 local or 20 Fijians living in Tamworth and brought them in and made me drink carver and so on and so on. <laughs> and then, you know, the, the Australian guys, the Indigenous boys took us out to the bush, um, you know, which is an amazing experience for a lot of the Kiwis and Tongans and Samoans and, and so on. It just, you know, just we had so many different groups. And then the um, 
you know, the Kiwi boys did an amazing thing down here and, and to show you the sort of the level of, um, you know, thought and everything that went into it, you know, Hayes Perham and those guys, you know, were due to do the Kiwi culture night up in Tamworth, but they asked for an extension of time because they wanted to do it better and wanted to do it, you know, with more time up their sleeve to plan it. So we agreed that we let them do it down here and they did an amazing day out here at, at our training ground and bless the ground and, and so on. So um, it really goes a, a fantastic appreciation of all the different cultures yep. and a great learning. And, and a lot of the stuff we learned from those culture nights are, are in place now, whether it's just a little bit of language that we use from different cultures and, and so on. So um, it's been a great, a great thing that the club's done. Yeah. yeah, great way to bring the whole squad together. Yeah, Brownie, um, Brownie looks to have assembled a good team of coaches around him as well. Can you tell us a little bit about those guys? What's that, mate? Sorry? Oh, the, the coaching staff. So Brownie looks to have assembled a pretty good um, team of coaching coaches around yeah. him. Yeah, yeah so um, Brownie's all about development. And that's how he coaches and, and that's how he conducts his sort of, you know, staffing and, and, and so on. He, he wants to make them better. And um, so I start with so Craig Hodges, who's um, a terrific guy. In fact, Brownie and him were born in the same town and they were kids, went to school together and then they went in their different pathways. And he's a really, really astute um, you know, student of the game, um, Hodge. He played it. He was a, a really good bush footy player and then you know, went to greater heights and started coaching in the Brisbane system and coached at the Broncos and and then come long story short, became an interim coach at the you know at the Gold Coast Titans after Garth Brennan was moved on and um, that was only short lived and Brownie seized the opportunity to get him. Um, he had a few other offers on the table, but he really believed in what the club was doing and where they were going. And he's adding a great deal of value um, with Justin Morgan as our other assistant NRL coach. Uh, you know, Justin looks our fans. Hodgie's more of the attack focus. And then um, the, the key thing for us is we wanted to find someone we can develop through the system and there's none, um, you know, there's no one really there that we, we brought in at a young age and developed as a coach. And um, Mark Robinson um, got Slade Griffin over to see us at, he had a connection through the family and um, Slade's sort of our development coach and um, mate, he's a coach of the future. He, he's got all the attributes and Brownie doesn't look over his shoulder, shoulders as his coaches. He doesn't feel threatened by him. He, he wants to encourage him. He wants to develop him. So what you've got is a bunch of you know, coaching unit all coming through together, learning and getting better and better and teaching players. So they, they've got a great relationship. They've got good synergy. They complement each other well with their skills and they're all bloody good fellows. So I'm really happy with that. And then on a S&C just perspective, um, you know, we've got Craig Twentyman who's got great experience in the rug union world. Um, he's just a fantastic fellow bundle of energy. Um, and with him, we've got a guy called um, you know, Bumper that's worked with Brownie in various clubs and mate, he's, he's a bit old school, but he's, 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 fit, he knows how to get players working hard He, um, you know, when you've got players doing rehab runs on the side of the field he's running with them he doesn't let them run laps on their own he's with them doing it so he's a, not a talker, he's a leader and he's he's yeah. just a really he's a, just a really good bastard as well he's a really good fella 
And uh, we've got a young kid called Cullen um, Leroy, who's a star of the future. And I hope he's not ever listening to this, but he's a kid. That, um, again, it's a little bit like that slave. We want to develop through and Craig and that wanting to come through the system. And so we're putting a lot of focus on developing people from within rather than always coming from the outside. But um, that's going to take a bit of time, but at least we've got a head coach that wants to really do that, which is great. The, um, the club has recruited exceptionally well uh, in the off-season for this season. It must have been frustrating that that storm trial had to be cancelled due to COVID and the boys um, didn't get an opportunity to, to get some uh, running in their legs last week. Yeah, it was really disappointing. Um, you know, we tried everything to get it off the ground. Um, but, yeah, that's COVID-19 once again. It, it's been in our lives for 12 months, causing headaches, but... Um, what we've got the benefit of with our relationship with Redcliffe is they've got two more trials. Oh, okay. So we're able to send, we're taking a pretty big squad to Lismore. And you know, this week's about just giving everyone because of that. Last week being called off. Yep. Um, not necessarily worried about the scoreline. We know where we're going, what we're doing. Um, and then the following weekend, we'll send some players up to Redcliffe and play on a trial as well. So, We've got the benefit of that with our relationship. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't ideal. Then, yeah, this week we're going to try and play a Newcastle team. Yep. Um, but Melbourne were holding the, the trial in Melbourne and given the restrictions, everyone was in, expecting it to be transferred to Newcastle, but they transferred it to Albury. So it was too hard for our players to get there this week. Oh, okay. So that's not yeah. going to oh, all right. Yeah. So otherwise, we're going to be playing our you know, cup team yep. uh, before the Melbourne game on Melbourne Newcastle at Marathon, but whatever they call it, McDonald Jones Stadium now. So anyway, they're at Albury and we'll send players to Redcliffe next week, which is the benefit of the partnership we've got. Yeah, that was going to be my next question about the, the two different trials, <laughs> two locations. Uh, so I guess it's about giving um, everyone in the squad sort of a good amount of game time, 30-man squad in like an 80-minute game scenario. So, yeah. It's, uh, there's, what, 20, 23 guys named to play this week, I think, uh, in that trial against the Titans. So oh, that, yeah. that'll be a good hit out. Um, squad looks pretty strong. Um, of the new recruits, Cam, has any of them emerged as a contender to Jazz Tavunga's title of Pest of the Year? Off the field? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon there's a bloke called Kane Evans. Oh, really? Kane Evans? Okay. I reckon he's already won the award. Wow. Yeah. And Jazz is, a, Jazz is a, like a little praying mantis towards this Kane <laughs> Evans, he is a classic. He, he honestly, as a fan, you want to get to know him. Yeah, he's funny. He's uh, he works hard. He knows his footy. He's a great club man. And as we got, we got plenty of them this year. It's really good. Um, but he's he's just a funny bugger. He's always yeah. And him and Jazz together, it's just like a bushfire. Just they just yeah. <laughs> So off the field, they're, they're, yeah, they're two um, they're two that you just got to keep an eye on whichever way they are. You know, standing over there, you're watching them. They're standing over there, you keep watching them. They're funny. 
Have you heard of that hammer? Get Kane Evans on the show this year. Can, yeah, we'll be we'll be hitting up Kane Evans for an interview. Yeah, 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 no, you'll have a ball. <laughs> also, yeah, can't wonder, wait for that. I wonder <laughs> if he swears as much as Jazz. Every every second word Jazz said was uh, an f bomb on on our show. So <laughs> yeah, well, I, no, I reckon he'd give him a run for his money. <laughs> Not sure. And on the field, I reckon the subtle one on the field is Adam. Oh, really? Oh, mate, he, he, he's got a lot of cheek about him. He's, you know, he's, he's good. Like, he knows he's good. He's big. He's, like, he knows he can just, oh, mate, yeah, so he's got a, he's, you know, he, I think he terrorises a lot of people on the field, you know, just by virtue of his size. He's, he's a classic, he, you know, he's good for a one-liner and all that sort of thing. So he's quite good. Bailey Searman's a little bit cheeky too. So. Yeah, well, that, that his, his dad was a bit cheeky as well, wasn't he, Paul? Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to tell his dad. His dad's too big for me. <laughs> how's, um, how's Ben Murdoch um, like transitioned from the Super League back over to warmer climates here in Australia? Yeah, good. He's, you know, the best thing about Benny and his family, Roxy, is that, um, and their lovely daughter, is that they want to be home. They're so happy to be home, particularly with everything that's going on over there. Yep. It's, not, it's not as if he's come home kicking and screaming. Um, they're really happy to be home. It's great to see them. They're living here. Their families are in Sydney, and it's great they come up and see them. And they're catching up all that family time they didn't have previously. Um, he's yeah, he, I like Benny because I like the, the reason why I like Ben is he doesn't say a great deal. He's just an action man, but he holds this mana about him that um, you know when, when Ben walks past you, you're like wow, you know, you just you just like he's got. I know what it is. I just, I just like the way he goes about his business. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, you know, as time goes on, he gets fitter, game fitter, and game fitter, and he'll have, he'll have a pretty good impact this year. Um, you know, like everyone, injury barring, but um, he's just, uh, you know, the way he carries himself. I just, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to cross the right white line on the other side. <laughs> So what, Roxy can play, can't she? She had a good game on um, on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, it's funny because I said to Ben, we're trying to we're trying to sign him. Um, well, we signed him for this year. Yeah, signed him for this year, but yeah, we're trying to get him here last year. And um, I, I remember interviewing him. It was Roxy and Ben in the office, and Sully and I, and and so on. And my strategy was, I'll just sign Roxy. For yep. the NRLW team, and then Ben will have to follow her back. Yeah, yeah. You know, that'll be our strategy, but it was never going to work because Ben couldn't get out. But yeah, um, yeah, she goes good, Roxy. Yeah. She's good fun to have around the place too. And mate, they get in, they train as well. The girls, it, it's great. You know, it's yeah, really, good. It's really good environment. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. It is. Yeah, well, Cam, look, we just want to say another massive thank you for coming on for another very open and honest chat with us. That's all right, boys. It's, um, it's always a privilege. And, uh, you know, from our perspective, it's important we engage. We, you know, we're passionate about our, our club and, and what we're doing. I think from my own personal view, uh, it, it's just be open and be transparent with our fans. Yeah. Like, why not? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. nothing's hidden behind closed doors with us. Um, hence the, the bloody GoPro stuff and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And we just want to be a club that everyone. I want everyone to try and you know, fall in love with, support, 
and so on. So you guys are a big part of that. It's not us and you, it's us together. Yep. And anyone that's listening to you or I suppose the only person listening to you would be Todd Payton that we don't want any part of us anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> Todd. Um, love you, Todd. Love you, Todd. Yeah. We love you, Todd. But it's all good uh, to see your boys live in action at, um, at Central Coast Stadium on the 13th of March. And we'll be there. We just get through this weekend and um, do our thing this weekend as um, get through unscathed and get ready for round one, mate. That's what we want to do for uh, for everyone. Yeah. Cam, we're, we're truly humbled, mate. Um, you know, as I said at the beginning of the show, I don't think there's another CEO in any sport in, in the world that gives his, his time as much as you do to the fans. Um, it's unprecedented. It's You're so candid in your responses and so honest. And as you said, transparent. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, we appreciate the, the relationship that we have with you. Um, and we look forward to seeing you round one up at Central Coast, mate. We'll have a beer, boys. We will have a beer. Enjoy yourselves. Thanks, bro. Thank you. Cheers. Always awesome to talk to Cam, isn't it? Brilliant. Yeah. He's um what did everyone think of that? Sorry I didn't get to the the questions that people were posting up on the page. We kind of had a bit of a run sheet and, and you know we wanted to make sure that we didn't keep Cam too long. He's a he's a very busy man. Um but uh yeah it, it's just it is it's unprecedented what he the access that he's he's giving us um, it's unreal I, I i meant to say to him there, there was there was that one one bit of footage that he took that really stuck with me was when um justin morgan was having a chat with um paul turner yep and, and he sort of captured that moment just just the, the sort of the dialogue between the assistant coach and the players and everything it's unreal like you'd never hear that anywhere else would you Oh, absolutely. Um, the Final Tackle podcast says, I'd love to have you guys on the podcast before the season starts if you'd be up for it. Yeah, bro, we'd be up for it. We're up yeah. for it. Yeah, always always, um, always good to uh, to talk footy. We're always up for a chat about footy. Absolutely, um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, send us a message, I guess, through here or you can email us at uh, ruinhammer at gmail.com. Yeah, gmail.com um, and we can... We can uh, chat through there. Um, oh, thanks, TK. Um, bro, how late is it over there? What are you? Thanks for up? staying up, TK. Yeah, we appreciate <laughs> that. It's got to be. <laughs> TK's a champion. Absolute um, legend of a bloke. Yeah. So yeah, so um, yeah, it's it's just wonderful. It's it's great that you know a guy like um, Cam George will you know make himself available to our show. It's also great that a guy like Toddy Payton. Uh, still has has interest in our show. Uh, we appreciate you, Todd. We miss you. We love you, mate. We certainly do, uh, mate. Yeah. yeah. We're going to try and get out, make our way up to North Queensland this year to to watch the Warriors up there and come and say hello. Yeah. Um, did you see the team list for the trial? Uh, I did see it. Yeah, a couple of late changes to it, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, Fuss is out. Uh, uh, altogether, Adam Pompey, who was named at five, is now on the bench, and Marcelo Montoya starting for him. So, so the rundown is um, Roger at fullback, Ken Mamalo and uh, Marcelo Montoya on the wings, yeah. Petahiku and Ewan Aitken in the centres, Cody Nicarima at five eight, Sean O'Sullivan's now gone into half, Chanel has withdrawn oh, with a quad strain, yeah, 
Um, Adam Fanua Blake and Jermaine Tanoa Brown, the uh, the hyphenated surname, starting up front with Wade Egan um, at hooker. Uh, Josh Curran, Bailey Sirinan in the back row with Torhu Harris. Good to see Josh Curran getting a run in the starting lineup there. Yeah, yeah, good, good to see Josh get some some game time. It's going to be great to see Bailey uh, get a get a start and yeah. uh, push for a claim in the seventeen. Eleven uh, thirty there at the moment is it, Brad? Oh, you're still up too. God, don't you people sleep in New Zealand? Um, <laughs> and then the bench is uh, Adam Pompey, Ben Murdoch, Masilla, Kane Evans, Rocco Berry, Paul Turner, Hayes Perham, Jazz Tavanga, Jack Murchie, Bunty Afour, and Leeson Armel. What a few uh, fullback candidates on that extended bench there. Um, we threw them yeah. together. Rocco Berry, Paul Turner, Hayes Perham. Perham, yep. Yep. So it'd be interesting to see how they go and see if they get any. See if they get any minutes at fullback as well. Yeah. Um, apparently, Fuss has got a bit of an injury. They reckon he'll be right for round one, though. Uh, Carl Lawton, I was seeing the other day, uh, has uh, succumbed to his injury. He'll be out for the season, I believe. Uh, Eli Katoa's recovering from that eye socket surgery that he had. And Chanel's just got a, a strained quad, I think I was re- I read. Um, so that's why he's not playing in the trial. Round yeah. one, two for Katoa, was it? Round, uh, like round one or two, yeah. That's uh, only round one or two. We wouldn't want to rush it back and and no. Uh, and I think um, when he comes back, he'll he'll fill a bench spot at this stage and and work his way into the side, get some game uh, time under his belt. Yeah. So the only ones that uh, haven't been named that I'm not sure whether they're injured or not is uh, Eliasa Rat- Ratuva, Jackson Frey, and Tom Arle. So that's pretty much our our squad. Yeah. For Thirty. Is that a jun- junior Ratuva? Yeah, that junior retriever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I heard he was injured as well. I think he's he carried over an injury, I believe. Oh, did he? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so going to be interesting. Uh, are you going to you going to be watching the trial, mate? Uh, yeah, definitely be watching. Yep. Yeah. It, I, I'm just so excited about the start of the season, you know, and it's, it's just kind of weird we're playing the Titans in two, two games in a row. I know. But, I know. It's um it's one of those things though, isn't it? It's uh it's it's trial, so you know you don't try you, you try not to read too much into trial form, but um, yeah, you know so much anticipation though, so much anticipation before this year with with so many new faces in the team, and then obviously coming off a bit of success that we had last year. It's just yeah. it's really exciting, isn't it? It is, it is, and I I, I still think. Um, like I'm a I'm a big believer that this this preseason that they've had together in um, uh, Tamworth and now Terrigal, where they're they're living together, they're training together, um, I think it gives us a, a bit of an advantage. Um, galvanizing effect. Yeah. yeah, galvanizing squad um, and and this whole um, uh, cultural thing that they've embraced, uh, you know, through Dan Floyd, um, is an, another thing that uh, is. Uh, sorry, Fabian Morales said Retuva is gone first few months. Peck injury. Thank you for that. Oh, peck injury. Peck uh, injury. Yeah. They're always a, something to nasty do. ones. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, Sean Kurzweil saying six p.m. Friday time slot. What are you asking in regards to that, bro? Oh, he's 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 referring to the fact that we all get shut. We always get shafted with that six p.m. time slot. Oh. The, you know the least desirable. Uh, game of the week. That's round two. Round two, we got that game. Oh, what uh, a surprise! <laughs> Central Coast Stadium against the the Knights. I got tickets for that as well. Um, yeah, it's uh, 
going to be great. It's going to be great to see the boys running up. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really excited. Uh, can't wait. Um, I guess we're, we really haven't had to wait that long considering footy season with origin and that really didn't only ended in like December last year. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's only been like a few months and then yeah. you know, the guys were back training December yep. and you know, it's just gone so quick. Yeah, it has. It has. Well, um, well, of course, uh, would you guys like me to tee up Lance Ohio to come on your show? Uh, bro, you can tee up whoever you want to come Absolutely, we would. The superstar himself. Yep, yep. We would talk to any current or ex-warrior. We we love having him on. Um, we've got, uh, you know, we were very fortunate last year that, you know, the, the warrior women... Um, you know, really supported us and used our platform to promote their game. And we we're quite, you know, we we're quite willing to do that. Uh, we got jazz on and then, you know, from there it kind of grew with Ruben Wiki and Mark Tukey. Yeah. Um, next week. Uh, segue, so, yeah, to announce yeah, next week, week yeah. we've got um, former warrior, Justin Murphy uh, coming on the show. He's all the way from France uh, where he's uh, coaching at the moment. Um, so, you know, that'll be a good chat. Justin played for the Warriors 2000 and 2001 through to 2004. Yeah. He actually started is a lot of people forget that he was a starting winger in the 2002 grand final. Yep. He kept he kept Henry Farfelli out of the team. So, he was yeah. a very good player. Only ever played one first grade game before he came to us, which was at the Bulldogs. Yeah, he did. He played one one game for the Bulldogs. Yep. Um, yeah, then we recruited him in 2001 and real speed machine. Um, yeah. Excellent finisher. And yep. yeah, looking forward to having a chat, hearing some more stories from the glory days. Yeah, absolutely. And um, is my man Gut and Bill in the works? So I've, I've put a feeler out for Gut and Bill, but he hasn't got back to me, mate. It's, it's just one of those things. Um, we have received um, confirmation from Jermaine Tanoa Brown and uh, Josh Curran that, that they're going to come on the show. Um, so we'll get those guys on in, um, in a couple of, couple of weeks. Um, if we can't get them on the live show, we'll we'll do pre-recorded interviews and, and upload them to the YouTube channel. So make sure everyone subscribes to our YouTube channel. Um, do you lads want Perinara? Uh, Henry Perinara. Henry Perinara on the show. Do, do we want Henry Perinara, mate? Or <laughs> <laughs> well, Marcus Perinara? Which Perinara are you talking about? <laughs> uh, no, I think we'll a hard pass on Henry Perinara. I think I think he played more games at the Storm anyway. Didn't he? I don't think we'd be able to keep it civil anyway. <laughs> no, no. It's um, yeah. In the week after uh, Justin Murphy, we've got uh, the man that uh, Cam George was talking about, Dan Floyd, the team manager, coming on. Um, That'll be a really interesting chat. Yeah, yeah, it will be. All the goings on behind the scenes and the logistics of the nightmare that was 2020, and then leading into 2021. So it's great to hear about hear about all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes for sure. Yeah, and, and his role, um, you know, which yeah. is quite varied and vast. Uh, in relation to managing the side. Um, <laughs> thanks for going above and beyond as always, Hammer. These things happen. Correct, Nicholas, they do. Uh, he'll say yeah. 10 on your own show. Was Henry Perinara will, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll just take over. He'll yeah. give us both a spell. And just, um, <laughs> he'll have to check it, though. Remember, he's got to have a look at that. Oh, he does. He's going to go he no try. No try. Yeah, it's um, it's great to be back, everyone. Uh, we've we've kind of missed our footy. Rob and I, of course, have been catching up every every uh, week. I'll flick you a message on your Facebook with the Warriors connects I have that I can help you uh, get. Oh, cheers! The Final Tackle Podcast. Um, that yeah. is awesome. 
Yeah. Brilliant. Um, Thanks, mate. Yeah. So, um, those on our on our Facebook, get out and follow the Final Tackle podcast as well. Um, yeah, you know, forward. obviously uh, has a good show going there. He's got plenty of contacts. We'll be checking him out ourselves. Um, sure will. Love, love, love the show. Thank you, bro. Thank you very much. Um, Appreciate that, mate. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Rob and I have always said we're just two fans running a, a show by the fans for the fans. Um, you know, we take everything that you guys say on board. Uh, without you, we wouldn't have a show. We wouldn't have an audience. Uh, so yeah, get out. Um, you know, get your friends. Follow the follow the page on Facebook. Follow our Instagram page. Um, a lot of stuff happening on that. The YouTube channel, especially. We, there's going to be some um, some videos that we do that will just be specifically uploaded to that YouTube channel. Uh, so get get subscribing on that. And guys, even any of your fans that are just general NRL supporters, we are going to be doing a bit more of, a, of an overall um, review of the NRL this year. So we'll be previewing all the games and doing a brief review of the games as well. So, of course, obviously, um, a Warriors focus. Yep. On, but we will be, yeah, branching out to the rest of the NRL, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Our weekly show will be, um, obviously, our, our Warriors talk. Um, uh, analyzing the Warriors game. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss the other games, the results, any key moments out of those uh, into our Warriors preview for the upcoming week. And then we'll just do a, a preview of um, the other games that are coming up. Uh, and of course, any live live chats that we can get on the show as well. So um, we're happy to be back. Uh, sorry for the, um, the stuff around. The, yeah, of the for technical difficulties. We uh, yeah. <laughs> caught with our fans down a little bit there. Just uh, yeah, get, we get out of the way first show of the year, right? You know, it's um, done and dusted. So yep. hopefully we're back with everything running smoothly next week. With Absolutely. Um, yeah, so thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, thanks for your um, participation in the in the uh, chat thread. I really appreciate it. Um, to you, mate, I will um, I'll talk to you over the weekend, no doubt. We'll uh, catch up on Saturday night after the Warriors game and have a bit of a chat. Um, make sure you, you tune in and watch the show, the team. I, I'm, what time do they kick off? Do we know? We'll say here. 5.50 p.m. So that would be 5.50 p.m. New South Wales time, I'm assuming. Uh, yep. Saturday, February 27. Oaks Oval Lismore. Ben Cummins is the referee. Awesome. Good old Benny Cummins. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Uh, what was it? Four, five forty. Five fifty. So anyone watching in uh, Queensland, that'll be four fifty p.m. So just before five p.m. New South Wales, just before six p.m. Uh, I think uh, from memory, they're saying they're showing it on KO and uh, live streaming on the NRL.com website. Yeah, they've been showing most of the trials on KO, and yeah. I'm assuming on Fox Sports as well. So that's been good. Yeah. Um, just a quick one too. Uh, like we said before, you know, if you're not already a member, get your membership. That um, does have its advantages. Uh, the biggest one being you're showing your support for your club. Uh, yeah. You know, 25 bucks is nothing uh, really in this day and age. Um, yeah, uh, get you get your ten dollars off your merchandise. Uh, you get the early sale of tickets for the games and. You, you get invitations to this. things as well. Like there, there was a captain's run that's happening before the Lismore trial, yep. and that, that's for members only. So, yep. I mean, if you're not a member, you don't find out about these kind of things. And you look at it and go, geez, I wish I could have been at that. Well, there you yeah. go. Um, obviously, the, the meet and greets that they have during the year. Yes. Um, and I'm 
I'm pretty sure that, you know, they want to connect with the fans this year. They'll, they'll do a lot of that. Um, yeah, so so get in, um, get your membership, you know, $25. It's, it's nothing. It's, you know, it's a couple of burgers and fries and a drink at Macca's, you know. Oh, good is, yeah. Yeah. All right, um, all right, guys. Thanks very much for joining us tonight. Uh, we'll be back next week, same time, seven thirty, Queensland, eight thirty, New South Wales, ten thirty in New Zealand. Um, That's right. You got any questions for Justin Murphy? Get them in, and we'll be sure to ask him. Yeah, yeah. Send them. Send them in uh, to the message message our um, Facebook page. Um, you know, you guys can interact with us there. We're we're quite happy to interact with you guys and answer some questions and, um, you know, you guys get involved in the chat. It'd be great. Awesome. All right, mate. I will, um, I'll speak to you over the weekend. You certainly will. Thanks everyone again. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Everyone have a great weekend and go the Warriors. Go the Warriors. Cheers, bro. Thanks guys. Cheers. <laughs>